And welcome back to the Spinning Nonsense Podcast. I'm here with my co-host. Zach. It's Zach. What's up, Zach? Zach? What up, Zach? Zach. What it? (laughs) And I'm I'm Jasmine. I'm just down in Brooklyn. Oh. Why are you angry? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone from Brooklyn is angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're probably right about that. Yeah. So uh, how's, how's your the, how's the first week of school been? Oh, uh, do you have you started school? No, not even. Nope. That's I not, don't start till I know, right? I have, and I get off before you. I think like that's not that's not fair either. It's crazy. I start after you and stop before you. Well, I have a spring break. I uh, I know it's in March. It's like mid March, and it's like a week long. I don't know if it's gonna be in the same time yours is gonna be though. Maybe it might overlap a day or two or something like that. We can get some recording done in those days. Good, because that's the plan. Oh, but, um... Yeah, but, how's uh, the, besides how's the week... Yeah, yeah, besides that, like, I just got my textbook. I only had to order one textbook this semester. Everything else is, like, uh, DDA, like, the Digital yeah. Direct access i'm gonna try to find free textbooks because i don't want to buy textbooks right now i don't even think i need textbooks but it's like recommended reading so yeah yeah i feel that um i only need it for technical writing and then like my 3d animation one is like included in the in the thing and which i'm taking 3d animation this semester so that's exciting i'm I'm taking animation too which is basically 3d animation we're using the the uh uh, program Maya. Oh, you're using Maya? Yeah. Better than uh, fucking so using SketchUp. Yeah. So I'm going to learn how to use Maya. Because that's what um, we have to use is fucking SketchUp, which I don't even understand because yeah. I'm not building goddamn architecture. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fuck you. I I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll figure it out. I yeah, dude. Two screening. My basement room is almost done. Yeah, I saw the picture. It looks cool. Yeah, man. Like, I was down there grooving all day, building shelves, and, you know, I have I have half of a, a coffee table laying all over the ground, and I have to finish building that. It's one of those Just. coffee tables with, like, the hidden compartment under it that, like, lifts up into your lap. Oh, that's cool. By the way, I, I just looked at what you sent me, like, ten minutes ago. What the hell? What? Oh, the thing... <laughs> I told you, bro. <laughs> I said incoming, and like, I guess I you thought just didn't you meant see it. like on the computer or something. I didn't know you meant over the phone. No, over <laughs> the phone, over the phone. Oh yeah. man, it's it, it's really it's really putting my mind to the test right now. <laughs> yeah, I know that's why I said it. You're like what? And I was just like here incoming. I'll send okay. it to you. Uh, yeah, but, I, but besides I, that, yeah. you know, like Cookie still got that fucking cough, and that sucks. Yeah, she's. Getting old. Getting old, yeah. O- older, at least. She's already old as is. I'm getting older, too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have my screenwriting classes, which are cool, but it, it is a lot of work from what it looks like, which shouldn't be bad. And I got technical one of them, writing. It, yeah. One of them, at least, like, I have two classes that are internet-only classes, so they have due dates, but we don't meet at all. So you just do the work and then turn it in. That's nice. All of my classes, yeah. well, actually, excuse me, three of my classes are remote, and then one is fully online. That's cool. I have classes every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I'm off Tuesday and Thursdays. So I am actually glad about that, because I am trying to at least do more work. On yeah, no, that's, I, I was telling you, that's my exact schedule. I, I school Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and uh, work 
Tuesday, Thursday. But I'm free at nights. Uh, I think my my latest class ends at like 6 or something like that. Which is a good enough cutoff time on Wednesdays for us to record like we normally do, so... Yeah, latest classes at latest classes on each day are three o'clock. So, and then I'm good. Yeah, I'm not about early classes. I'd rather shift my whole schedule than wake up before I wake up. You know. Well, <laughs> I, I, the only early class I have is uh, my Zoom class at nine o'clock on Wednesdays only. Yeah. So, see, that's too yeah. early. I wouldn't be able to well, wake up for that. It's it's okay. It it's not too bad, I think. But um yeah. yeah, I'm if you can't notice uh the fans or audience listening, um I'm back at school, so we aren't together, so the audio is going to be probably not as great and crisp as it was before. You know what? Um, like it actually sounds much better now that you did whatever the hell that you did. I what hap- what I did is that my friend helped me change something about like our uh, IP or something. It's not the IP uh, because that's not what it is. I just can't remember what exactly what he told me to do, but it helped us uh, change uh, what I guess server our internet. I don't know, but it made our ser- our internet run run better. So yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah. But uh, do you want to you want to get uh, cracking on these news stories for the week? Yeah, we don't have a lot of out there news but we have a fair amount of news that you might enjoy uh nerdy or not so uh, <laughs> i think all of it's pretty nerdy all of it is pretty nerdy but this first one's not yeah. well no hold on this okay. is nerdy what are you what are you talking about okay. like it's scientific okay. it, bro it's sciency sciency which is nerdy yes okay just just get into it <laughs> just, just, just fucking talk to you God. but um earth is spinning unusually fast, and we could have to delete a second. And we're gonna be thrown off of it. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna fall off the edge, as the flat earthers would say. The Earth is gonna yeet us into space. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Um, pretty much, according to timeanddate.com, the Earth spun faster uh, than in twenty twenty. In 2020, than in other time in the past 50 years, with the 28 shortest days since 1960. Um, in fact, the speed increases could change how we keep track of time. As yeah. reported in the Telegraph, uh, experts and astronomers warn that timekeepers may need to introduce a negative leap second in order to stay accurate. Leap seconds are used to accommodate differences between atomic time and less precise solar time have also been used previously to solve the issues. Uh, however, a leap second in 2012, <laughs> which was funny that it was 2012, <laughs> uh, a leap second in 2012 wreaked havoc across the internet with Reddit, Yelp, Mozilla, and others reporting Y2K-S crashes due to the shift. Uh, yes, that little amount of time, you know, can still be a very big deal. It's literally one second, but... Uh, yeah, but still... Uh, like yeah, some experts one... have called for an end to leap seconds entirely, uh, opening that they're a relic of a past age since much of the world relies on atomic time today. Yeah, eventually we're going to yeah. go off of star date. <laughs> yep. Yeah, just like in Star Pretty Trek. Pretty much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I mean, I don't know... It, doesn't seem like it does much but it, it like i you mean said, like it varies like earth's rotational speed varies uh due to the motion of tides the atmosphere the planet's core other factors like snowfall people. on mountains people yes completely yeah, a lot like of factors it has a lot of factors into it but, but 2020 was the fastest year 
<laughs> it still surprises us with its anomalies each day. Yeah. Even though that 2020 is over. <laughs> it isn't, though. And now, and now we're into 2020. I know. One, so. It's December 42nd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or 43rd, rather. Well, it's it's the first... It's the first slash second wave. <laughs> well, no. Wave. 2020 Don't was the pre-wave. Like and now we're in the first wave of the 2020... Uh, decade because so that was the P perfect. wave and now we're on the S wave. Yes, <laughs> in terms of uh, earthquakes. Yeah, so uh, we're we're gonna see an, an increase in uh, in c- catastrophic events happening. So we'll see we'll see what comes up after these next few years. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but moving on from real life news into movie news. Yes, moving uh, on. I'm excited about this one. Dead I'm glad that they pull they announced three has been confirmed in the MCU to be R rated. Rated yes. R, Deadpool three, and MCU backup. Whoa, <laughs> It's it's a good thing that this is happening because this the issue when. Uh, Fox got picked up by Disney was oh are they going to turn all Deadpool like the ser- like the the movie franchise into a PG-13 movie which if they did that of course they're going to make jokes and stuff about like the rating being changed but, what breaking the wall able- like in the movie is what you're saying yeah wall breaking <laughs> meta wor- meta world talking yeah. uh, fourth wall breaking stuff like that because that's a Deadpool trait um but I'm glad that Deadpool 3 is rated R it shows that uh Marvel is is willing to take the risk on rated r movies because they've been ex- uh well superhero are rated r movies because they actually have been successful in the past yep um from deadpool and logan like those are two very prominent examples yep um, uh so, i and- mean kevin feige said to collider uh and he quote unquote it will be rated r and we are working on a script right now ryan's overseeing a script right now Yes. yes. <laughs> like so yes. Ryan, Ryan is there overseeing the script, like making sure that the shit's funny, you know what I mean? Like cuz he's really good with his comedic timing. Yes, he is. <clears throat> yeah. Um it will not be filming that he also said it will not be filming this year. Uh Ryan is a very busy, very successful actor. We've got a number of things we've already announced that we now have to make, but it's exciting for it to have begun. Again, a very different type of character in the MCU, and Ryan is a force of nature, which is just awesome to see him bring that character to life. So, yeah. Well, I like the Deadpool movies. I like the first one, and I actually I do enjoy the second one. I I wonder what they're gonna do with the third one and what characters you're gonna bring because in the Deadpool universe, there's there's so many obscure. Maybe they'll actually like bring in X Men. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see about that. I don't know if they're going to bring in the X-Men yet. Uh, they might. The thing is, uh, in the comics, the Marvel comics, Spider-Man and Deadpool have a very, very, like... Friendly. Uh, very, very friendly relationship. Yeah, yeah. Deadpool thinks they're lovers, and Spider-Man just thinks they're best friends. So, <laughs> yeah, it kind of works out. I know. I, like, would love I, I would love to see Tom Holland and Ryan Reynolds together. <laughs> I would lose it. Oh, my God, dude. That's such a that good idea. Like, that would be so amazing. amazing. Ryan Reynolds and Tom Holland playing as their characters together. That would be yeah. amazing. Um, Spidey man. and Mr. Pooh. Yeah, but moving, but uh, still on Marvel, we have uh, news about Black Panther 2. 
Uh, we did explain Black Panther 2 is not going to replace Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. They're mm-hmm. going not to go the CGI route. They're going to respect him. They're going to um, go the comic book route and make his sister... Yes. That is yeah. that is the rumor going around, but I'm pretty sure that's exactly what's I'm gonna positive that's what's um, going to happen. Like, if yeah. they said they're not going to use, like, CG to, like, put his face in there, then, yeah, like, that's, like, their only other option. You know what I mean? Like, what, they're just going to yeah. replace his actor and act like nothing happened? <laughs> like, yeah. no, that's not that's uh, not going to happen. Because they, like, Marvel even tweeted out and said there will only be one Black Panther. Yeah, there is only one. It's Chadwick Boseman because he did such a fantastic job of it. Yeah. Yeah, but speaking of Black Panther 2, it's going to actually focus on the world of Wakanda. So in the first one, we really got a glimpse of Wakanda, but we never really delved into, like, like the world of it, or, like, the city, or, like, the, the society, or the characters, or uh, the civilians of Wakanda, and what they do, and how they act, and how it affects, like, the country of Wakanda. So Black Panther 2 will focus on the world of Wakanda, according to Marvel Studios head uh, Kevin Feige. The upcoming sequel to 2018's Black Panther is currently set to fi- start filming this summer ahead of the July 8th, 2022 release. Uh, the first film became the most successful MCU films, garnering over $1.3 billion at the box office and the highest grossing film ever made by a black filmmaker. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds about um, right. That movie was monumentally yeah. groundbreaking. Like, you had a main African... Uh, he wasn't even American. Just an African, like, person as a superhero. Well, Which is why, had- it, why it pulled so hard in other countries. You know what I mean? Like, Africa? Like, that movie made a bunch of money in Africa. Yeah. We've had movies where black, well, quote-unquote superheroes were, which uh, one I can really think of is Blade. Um, That's, like, the most prominent one. Well, yeah, Um, but they didn't have the kind of budget. It wasn't backed by Marvel. It wasn't, you know, like, it didn't have that Marvel stamp on it. So, like, not saying that the original Blade with Wesley Snipes wasn't good. You know what I mean? Because I totally enjoyed those movies. Like, I enjoyed Trinity. I don't give a fuck what anybody has to say. I thought it was was good, but I didn't think it was as good as the other two. Well, no, no, I didn't say it was the best. I was just saying it was definitely watchable. Yeah, some people just like it, swear up and down that they could never fucking watch it, and I'm like, really? <laughs> it, it wasn't too bad, but like, like I said, it was it. it there has been black superheroes in the past. I'm also thinking of another one, which was Sha- the Shaq movie where he played a superhero. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, this one is probably the most prominent because it really pushed like not. I'm I, I'm making it sound bad. It it, it really. I don't know how to word it right, but it re- it just kind of like really pushed the uh, genre and the idea of having uh, a superhero of a different color um, to like the forefront and stuff like that. Right, in a high budget film is what I'm saying. Exactly, like an high extremely budget high budget film. film. So yeah, yeah, they made their but, money back and then some. I wonder how much yes. they really spent on the original Black Panther. What do you think? I like a hundred, hundred and fifty? And you know what? No, it's probably more. Like it's probably two hundred, two two fifty, yeah, two fifty yeah. mil, something like that. Yeah, but I have more stuff. While director Ryan Cooler and the majority of the cast are slated to return for the sequel, the tragic passing of Chad Bozeman to stage four colon cancer back in August means that fans sadly won't get to see the, where the actor would have gone with the titular superhero, also known as King T'Challa. Kevin Feige recently confirmed, like I said, T'Challa will not reca- be recast in the MCU 
for the movies to honor Bozeman's legacy, and they're not going to do the CGI stuff. Um, so, like, there, there, there's this thing uh, of a uh, quote or uh, interview from Feige talking about uh, the CGI and stuff like that, but we've already went over that. So it's just talking... This was basically about how the next movie is actually going to probably focus and probably be set in Wakanda mainly. I looked it up. It's 200 mil. You were right. Yeah. Yeah. It has uh, made a 657% return. Good. Three times what it what it what its budget was. So. Avengers Endgame's budget was 356 million and they made 2.798 billion back. Yeah. So, I expected that. I expected that. Yeah. Biggest yeah. Marvel movie of all time Endgame. Literally no though. Doubt. Literally though. 356 million dollar budget. Like I don't, what the fuck? Here, here's the thing with Endgame. I don't think there's going to be ever another Marvel movie as big as Avengers Endgame. You don't think? No, really, because like that was like the main thing that that storyline, that saga from starting of Iron Man back into the thousand eight all the way up to Endgame. <laughs> that was the Avengers saga. That was like Avengers Age of, of Ultron spent more than Endgame, like on their it budget. Is. Yeah, so Avengers Endgame had three fifty six mil, and Age of Ultron had three sixty five mil. <clears throat> Yeah, but uh, Endgame, you know, made that two point four billion, and uh, yeah, Age of Ultron yeah, only yeah. made one point four billion. Yeah. So. But they all of them still made an amazing return. You know what I mean? Like oh, no, nobody's complaining about they... that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. They're massive successful movies, and it's a massive successful franchise, and it's gonna go on for years and years. So, yeah. Um, They're all spending like over two hundred now on each one. Yep pretty well yeah, no over 150 the, well we'll say 150 they, to be safe like they have the money and they have the budget so yeah um yeah but oh, moving God. on to more marvel <laughs> slash sony stuff, oh uh, we got the budget for Gre- the budget for green lantern was 200 million dollars and they only made 219 million dollars <laughs> Oh, that's sad. That's I know. Sad. Poor, <laughs> speaking of Ryan Reynolds, no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, but what it, no, you you said you said this is the Sony Marvel deal uh, where they make uh, this is uh, by the people that make Venom, uh, the people that made the Spider the early Spider Man movies before it got. Uh, it's another spot, uh, Marvel Sony deal uh, where this is about Morbius. Uh, Jared Leto's Morbius. And if you don't know who Morbius is, he's basically a va- vampire antihero in the Marvel Universe. Um, yeah, looks so... like Jared Leto. <laughs> you look like he would be a fucking vampire <laughs> antihero, doesn't he? You look at him. Uh-huh. I don't like Jared Leto yeah. as a person. I like his music and I like his acting, but as a person, he is shit. Same he, thing with Adam Levine. He's yeah, they're both kind of dicks in person, but their acting and music is pretty good. Um, but Jared Leto's Morbius movie has uh, been delayed seven months. Um, so this is probably because of COVID-19. Sony delays the release date of Jared Leto's solo Morbius movie by seven months. After the successful relaunch of Spider-Man as part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Sony restarted plans to create a shared universe of their own. The box office success of Venom in 2018 only bolstered these plans plans um i know venom wasn't a critically good movie like critics didn't really like the movie but i know fans really liked the movie i actually enjoyed the movie i thought it was cool um Um, i I thought it was a little bit disjointed the character creation was nice you know what i mean like some of the some of the cg bothered me originally before they fixed it because they did go back and fix it 
Um, yeah. That was one of those movies that went back and got fixed. But yeah, yeah overall, I give it you know a six yeah, out of were, ten. Like, yeah, it's working not on a second one. Failing, which, yeah, yeah. It it made a return, so like they made a profit. Yeah. They're gonna turn around and spend more money. So. Yeah. which they're going to try. Uh, hopefully they improve on it and make it better. Um, but one of the many projects they're working on is Morbius, which stars as Marvel's living vampire. The film wrapped production in 2019 ahead of the release that was planned for summer 2020. So this movie was actually planned to come out in summer 2020, but because of COVID, it basically uh, got pushed back. Um <laughs> So just a few months after launching the first Mor- Morbius trailer, Sony had to readjust their plans because of coronavirus. Um, Sony announced today uh, that Morbius will no longer come out on G- March 19th, 2021. The studio elected to delay the next installment of Sony Pictures' universe of Marvel characters by seven months. Morbius's new release date is October 8th, 2021. So this is actually going to be 15 months after the original release date. Horrifying. Twenty twenty really it, just fucked it up for everyone. It it really really did, and I I hope that twenty twenty one really isn't the year that fucks up more shit. But um, I know Morbius got the trailer dropped. It got me excited because I I want to see this vampire character in the MCU. I mean, we already had the half vampire character kind of from Blade early on, and now they're remaking Blade or rebooting Blade pretty much. Um, so it, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see, uh, about Morbius in this. I don't know how it's going to turn out. I know it's going to be a dark film, uh, because it definitely vampires shows Jared stuff. Leto. Yeah, he wouldn't agree if it wasn't dark. <laughs> <laughs> Pretentious little oh, asshole. Man. Yeah. Um, but it'd be cool. Uh, I, hopefully if Morbius actually becomes, um, like an actual successful movie they could push more because morbius and spider-man have actually met each other um in the comics and they fought each other so it'd be cool to see them going hand in hand uh same with venom and spider-man i know there's been talks about that ha- maybe happening in the future that would be some great fanfic you know what never mind never mind <laughs> don't okay don't okay. ask questions okay like just <laughs> all right moving on all right. <laughs> oh god all right Let's let's move on to the next. Um, in the last of Marvel news, we have some stuff about Marvel's X Men reboot. Um, Marvel's X Men reboot plans are still under discussion at Marvel Studios. Um, so not too long ago, like I said, Disney picked up 20th Century Fox, which owned the X Men franchise um, and made the X Men movies and stuff like that. They were good and not so good so um yeah according to mcu mastermind kevin feige talks of how to integrate the x-men into the mcu are ongoing the x-men film series original home was 20th century fox which was purchased by uh disney and had produced 13 films and brought in over six billion dollars in box office receipts um disney famously acquired in 2019 and 20th century fox uh, swallowing the IP. Uh, now Feige has told Screen Rant the status of Marvel's work in bringing the 
X-Men into the fold. Feige professed his love for the X-Men, saying that it was uh, that was his starting point for introducing them to the MP- MCU. He goes on to say that while he can't say anything before the official announcement, he says that discussions have been long and are currently ongoing at the studio. So, yeah. I don't know where Fan they're going to be introduced. What was that? Fan four stick two. Oh jeez, no, we can't <laughs> bring that up. Um, but they are making a, a reboot of the Fantastic Four, and we it'd be cool to see if that might tie in in the X Men, or maybe Deadpool three might tie in and bring in the X. I don't know. It, it, it could be anything. We sh- we'll see though. X Men. Yeah. Uh, it's. It, I mean, I wonder who they're gonna cast as the new X Men, or they're gonna bring back if they bring back Patrick Stewart, P. <laughs> Stu as, yeah, as uh, as Professor X. And how Ian old would McKellen he be as Magneto. <laughs> What if what if Ian McKellen played as Magneto, but he had the tone and character of his character from Cat? Stop. Asparagus. <laughs> Stop it right the fuck now. <laughs> asparagus i hate oh, it man yeah we if you haven't listened to our uh our trash talk episode on cats we haven't released oh, it man, it's, it's it's a doozy we haven't released it oh we haven't released it no oh, that was set up for saturday it. remember okay. <laughs> okay okay well i i i basically spoiler uh, we have an episode coming out on Saturday. We'll have a new segment. Uh, where, yeah, a new segment where we where we will record and watch bad movies and we will rate them on, on a purpose. Scale. On a scale of one to ten dumpster fires. Yeah, ten being the worst. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the first one we started with is 2019's Cats. Yep. So that's you're that's in the for first one. you're in for a treat. You guys are in for some <laughs> epic rants. Yeah. Um, so let's move on from Marvel to DC. We only have one thing on the DC docket today, and it's about uh, the Ju- Justice League Snyder Cut. Um, and Martian Manhunter actor confirms Justice League Snyder Cut appearance. Um, Henry Lennox, who it plays the character of Martian Manhunter in the Justice League, uh, will be part of the Zack Snyder's Justice League. And when the Justice League came out in... 2017 they did not actually have the uh cgi uh finished or uh for the scene that had martian manhunter in it because Zack snyder stepped off and joss whedon came on and he kind of scrapped a bunch of shit yeah justice league uh bad league um dark justice league but yeah so uh Basically, they're the, Zack Snyder over the, over this past like half like six months, actually maybe like a year or so, has been uh, editing, uh, refilming, reshooting all this stuff for Justice League uh, for a four hour long Justice League uh, movie um, that will be released on HBO Max, um, and it will be the vision that he had originally for the Justice League. So yeah, uh, it go. This uh, article goes in deeper about 
uh, how uh, we didn't change much of what Snyder originally had planned, and fans believe that Snyder deserved the chance to see the project through. And then HBO Max picked it up and it'll be released in March. Snyder's Justice League will be drastically different from the version released in theaters years ago, as it contains different storylines and characters. One such character will be Lennox Martian Manhunter. In both Man of Steel and Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, Lennox played General Calvin uh, Swanwick who uh, fans had theorized Swanwick was actually Justice League member Martian Manhunter, but it wasn't until Snyder unveiled an unused storyboard that it was confirmed. Up until now, Snyder was unable to bring Lennox Martian Manhunter to life. Uh, hot on heels of Lennox stating he filmed new scenes for Snyder Cut, the actor took to social media to confirm Martian Manhunter will have screen time in the Justice League. I am really excited for this because... Martian Manhunter is my favorite Justice League character. Right? So, Yeah, yeah uh, Harry I, Lennox, if you guys aren't sure who he is, he plays Harold Cooper on the Blacklist currently. Yeah. Uh, and he played in The Matrix Reloaded and The Matrix Revolutions as Commander Locke. So, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been in a few he, things. Yeah, he's got a, a very times, popular but... face. Like, yeah. I recognized yeah. his face as a... soon as I saw him. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited because Martian Manhunter is such a weird and unique character of the Justice League. He's a person from Mars, and he ha he can shape shift, turn himself invisible, and fly. Um, so yeah, also he's green, and his name is Johns Johns. So yeah, I'm how about that? Gonna have to go on some sort of uh, deep dive about you know Manhunter, uh, Manhunter, M or. M M&M. I am having a hard time over here. Can we move on to the next topic? Yeah. We can do that. Dexter. Dexter, bro. That's what's coming up next. We're moving off superheroes. We're gone. We're into movies, guys. We're into movies and TV shows. Dexter is coming back, as you guys have known, and uh, we're, we we covered it before, and I don't know why I've slipped into this accent, but uh, here we it's, are. It's natural. It just happens. Sometimes it does, yeah. But yeah, um, uh, in a matter of weeks, the Dexter revival will begin to roll cameras, and fans of the show will eventually see the show's titular character leave his logging ways in Oregon. A report courtesy of TV Line suggests that the serial killer will leave this life behind, at least the one that was established in the series' controversial finale, and return to the eastern seaboard. In fact, the revival will take place in the fictional town of Iron Lake somewhere uh, in upstate New York. So he's not going back to Miami, you know, obviously. <laughs> but uh, the original series yeah. took place in Miami, and he served as a blood spatter pattern analyst for the miami metro police department <laughs> and killed bad guys yeah yeah the revival will also feature clancy brown in the role of the revival's antagonist playing the mayor of iron lake cool so, so yeah the rebooted final season of dexter yes yeah. uh the 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 do-over the the mulligan if you yeah, will <laughs> do-over yeah, the the re-release, the re-release, the the the, the, uh, the, the, the yeah. This is the Zack Snyder cut of Dexter. <laughs> that's that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, but uh, anyway, moving on. Something completely weird and out of the blue that I found. Um, 
Andy Samberg, Noah Hawley, and Ben Stiller are assembling for an Apple Studios sci-fi project. It has no name, and it's a comedy drama, uh, like, and it's it's coming out, comedy drama sci-fi thing. So, like... Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have a name, it doesn't have a plot or synopsis, uh... But like with all those names put together, like it's it it's looking like a good thing. Like it, I didn't have much to cover on this, but just know that something is coming from Apple Studios. Yeah, it's gonna be on Apple's uh, probably Apple TV or something like that. Um, but it is. I looked into this. It's actually gonna be uh, based off an idea by the BoJack Horseman creator Raphael Bon Waksberg and Saria, who wrote Palm Spring, which I. Palm Springs, which I recommend. It has Andy Samberg in it, and it is a weird movie about uh, time loops and shit. It's on HBO, not HBO, Hulu. Uh, it released it's another in, science fiction comedy last drama summer. starring Samberg, which released on Hulu in summer 2020. Uh, yeah, so, so that's I, pretty cool. I wonder, yeah, I wonder uh, what, so this might actually have like the same feel and tone of what Palm Springs uh, is with its like sci-fi comedic uh approach to the to the film right um, so that's it's got me excited plus it has ben stiller and andy samberg in it which i don't think they've ever done a movie together so we'll see how that goes yeah yeah that'll be <laughs> awesome you know yeah. two comedy powerhouses under one uh roof right there so oh yeah definitely but yeah moving on um Netflix from is Hulu to Netflix. Yeah, from Hulu to Netflix. Netflix's Umbrella Academy season three has added several new cast members. So as you guys remember, when it last left off, they jumped to what they thought was back to their time. You know what I mean? And uh, they actually changed universes and they're in a parallel universe and they are also in the parallel universe. So uh, I'm guessing that they are going to... Uh, instead of having them in the outfits the entire time, like change what they actually look like kind of in the way wonder woman did with Chris Pine's character. Like it looked like them, like, like somebody else to them, but, but to everybody else, they look the same. I, at least yeah. I, that's my guess. That's a guess completely we about what they're kind see. of doing along with that. Oh, okay. Wait, I remember, okay, at the beginning of Umbrella Academy, they had the entire thing about how they had 47 different children around the world that had superpowers, but only... But this is a parallel universe. It is a it is a parallel universe, though, where there's the other people, but there could be slight changes where some of the kids survive. Right, right. So, so but, uh... we could have extra children that have extra abilities. I don't know, though. You might be right on what you said. I, I'm not sure. Yeah, uh, so here's a quick breakdown on each of their roles. Uh, Justin Cornwell from I Am The Knight will play Marcus, a.k.a. Sparrow Number 1, who is described as charming, chiseled, and a colossus. Marcus is disciplined, rational, and in control. He oozes confidence and leadership without ever having to raise his voice. Uh, Brittany Oldford from Hunters will play Faye, a.k.a. Sparrow Number 3, who comes across as a misanthrope, uh who would rather be alone than even spend a second with you. Uh, Jake Epstein from designated survivor will play Alfonso, AKA uh, Sparrow number four, who is armed with a uh, caustic and biting sense of humor. The only thing he likes better than verbally battering anyone foolish enough to get into his face is a good pizza and a six pack of beer. 
Genesis Rodriguez is the next up to bat. Uh, she's from Big Hero 6. Uh, and will play Sloan, a.k.a. Sparrow Number 5, a romantic and a dreamer who feels a higher cosmic calling, leaving her eager to see the world and experience life beyond her upbringing. And that brings mm-hmm. us up to the end. Cassie David uh, from 86th will play Jamie, a.k.a. Sparrow Number 6, a loner hidden under a hoodie. She doesn't say much because she doesn't have to. Uh, now, I noticed that they did not say Sparrow number two. We have only met, they have only mentioned five of the six. Yeah, yeah, like it's something different. Like it, it's yes. a, it's a parallel universe, but like obviously something's going to be different. Clearly, their faces are going to be different. You know what I mean? They're sparrows yeah. at the Sparrow Academy instead of the Umbrella Academy, and you know. I'm just saying, like, it's going to be different than the season finale, because at the season finale, they portrayed themselves in different outfits. You understand what I'm saying? But in order to have both of them on the screen, like, they're changing it up. So, their number two is gone versus, uh, what was it, their number three? Like, the Umbrella Academy's number three? Yeah. Who who played uh, the Asian kid, whatever his name is? Ben. Uh, Ben, yeah. Yeah. Wasn't coming to my I wonder mind. if they're going to have Pogo back. Uh, possibly. <laughs> what if Pogo's evil? Oh, man, that's going to be crazy. I know, it's going to be fucking um, awesome. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they'll these newcomers are going to join the original cast and all that, and it'll be in the upcoming season, so we're excited, and we're probably going to talk about it and do a spoilers about it when it comes out. Oh, definitely. Big yeah. time. Yeah, so... Yeah, so... Moving on to something outside of the realm of the normal. Uh, there's a movie coming out called Crazy Samurai, and it has the world's first and longest 77-minute one-take action film sequence. One take. 77 wow. minutes long with swords and fucking fighting and, like, jumping off the shit and running up walls and fucking crazy shit, dude. Like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, director uh, Yuji Shimomura from Death Trance, or Ari Born, has crafted an epic achievement in action choreography around Sakaguchi, who plays Japan's most legendary swordsman, Miyamoto Musashi, from 1584 to 1645. Uh, A warrior undefeated in the last 60 undocumented duels as he takes on his most difficult battle. Well, uh, what? We should watch this when it comes out. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, the synopsis for Crazy Samurai 400 versus 1. Uh, one of, <laughs> <clears throat> that's the name of the movie, the full name. Yeah. Crazy Samurai, you know, colon, 400 versus 1. 400 versus 1. Uh, when a master samurai arrives to duel the disgraced Yoshioka Dojo, he walks into an ambush in a stunning one-take action film sequence, Miyamoto uh, Musashi, uh, played by Tak Sagaguchi, uh, fights for his life against 400 warriors, earning a place in history as the Crazy Samurai Musashi. Um, uh, Crazy Samurai 400 vs. 1 has a runtime of approximately 92 minutes, and it is not rated. Okay, that's going to be cool. I mean, we both are... uh, We both uh, have a guilty pleasure for uh, Anna... Asian movies or, well, yeah. Asian Japanese culture, or you know. Chinese <laughs> we'll we'll just yeah. go with Asian culture, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Because I love like, all of I it. Mean, the food, one, the movies, oh, yeah, the, the anime, the, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, one of the films I can think of that definitely stood out was Train to Busan when we watched it together. Yeah, that um, one was like a South Korean film, I think. 
Yeah, but still really, really good. Yeah, no, that was that one was yeah. really awesome. I want to watch yeah, the so, the next one and the prequel. Yeah, so this is like in the same kind of realm, like not realm, but like um, style of just like intensity of Asian films, where it's just crazy as shit and it's so like action packed and whatnot. Um, and with this thing, it's kind of like a biopic slash action film. Yeah. From what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be cool. Yeah! Um, yeah! <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, we're going from Asia to New Zealand this time. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Just traveling the world. The, the show's synopsis confirms it's set thousands of years before the movies. <laughs> My precious. My precious. We're going to see Gandalf as a child. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Amazon's upcoming Lord of the Rings series takes place thousands of years before the movie, according to the show's synopsis. The acclaimed Peter Jackson Helm trilogy, based on author J.R.R. Tolkien's epic fantasy novels, was a box office smash, leading Jackson to direct three more movies based on the Tolkien's on Tolkien's The Hobbit. Uh, which all six of those movies are fan fucking tastic, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. The franchise has also spawned a multi-season TV series from Amazon that is currently in the works, and that's what we're here to talk about, guys. Uh, after production was shut down at the start of the coronavirus pandemic, filming on the adventure series is once again now underway in New Zealand, where Jackson's films were also shot. Uh, since the show was first announced three years ago, there's been plenty of speculation regarding where and when the show will take place and which Lord of the Rings characters will be featured. It was reported back in 2019 that the series would take place long before the events of the Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, the new Middle-Earth show will be set in the Second Age, 3,000 years before the films, which are set in the Third age uh the show reportedly has a 500 million dollar budget wow dude this is gonna look fucking awesome uh which would make this the most expensive tv series in history with a five season (laughs) with a five season commitment the series has already been renewed for a second season oh no now more details are emerging about the upcoming adventure series as a synopsis has been revealed so I hope that they did five seasons worth of writing instead of just coming out that's, with one season worth of writing that, and then flying all by the seat of their pants. You know what I mean? That's what I hope too. So I mean, I know a lot of shows that like now are they probably like, the they second. they probably did write a f- full five season arc. You know what I mean? Because like that yeah. has to bubble up. Like each they season's probably... gonna have like their mini bubble. You know what I mean? But it it'll have mm-hmm. an overarching bubble. Like that yeah. it's popped like in the way that the armies fought each other at the end of the Hobbit, you know, the battle of the yeah, five yeah, armies. Yeah. That's what it all led up to. Yeah. And uh But I'm like shows nowadays get like the second season renewal, like before the, the like first the season even comes out. The yeah, Witcher like got the Witcher it renewed uh before it even came out. Yeah. But like, now it now it's like renewed for three seasons, I think. Mm, they cool. like just straight up greenlit another two seasons for it. All right. Um, but yeah, um, I'm crazy. I'm ready to see what this is going to look like. I wonder if they're going to focus on like the elves or the dwarves or, uh, wizards, dragon. I don't know. Like, I know dude. Is, it's got $500 million budget. We were just talking about budgets, dude. Like Endgame had a $356 million budget. That's. And that was fucking Endgame, dude. We'll like, see. <laughs> that movie was like three hours long. How? Okay. I want to know. Game of Thrones total budget. Oh, uh, for that final season, <laughs> it doesn't matter because they fucked it up. One point five billion. 
for six and seven for the whole series for the whole series okay well that's seven seasons and you know okay, you divide I, that out I have, like each of the I actors have, was getting paid like fucking buku cash by the time season five rolled around dude Season one was only one hundred seventy-one million. Season See, two that makes was sense. Forty million. Yeah. Season three was three hundred, three hundred seventy-eight million. That season shouldn't four go was up anymore. Three hundred ninety-six billion. That shouldn't go up season, anymore. <laughs> season five was four hundred nineteen million. Jesus Christ. Season six was five hundred thirty-three million. I, I think three season six was the Battle of the Bastards. That's why it's so ex- fucking expensive. I might be wrong though. I, I don't has, know, man. Like season yeah, six and season seven shouldn't have even yeah. been like that. Like, season that seven ridiculous. dips back down to four hundred fifty-three, and then season eight goes back up to five hundred twenty-five. We so, don't talk about season yeah. eight. Everything past season six was fucking god awful. I well, was I was like I'm not gonna watch it I'm not gonna watch it and then I watched all of it up until the time where I had ended up watching the entire last season week by week and I was just like fuck we this watched shit. it and we watched the last season together and we both well we watched the last episode together and we both decided that was a shit episode that was bad that was a bad ending yeah dude we hated it <laughs> they, what did they what did they call what's his face in the wheelchair dude uh, I, I know remember. I was geeking about it for like days. So John like Snow King No is- Legs or some shit like that. It was so fucked up. <laughs> it was no like like in a non joking way. I think they really did call him like King No Legs or something. Like oh oh Brand the Broken. Oh my god, yeah. that's what it was, dude. Like I fucking lost it. I was like, why, why? Like you could have named him Brand the Brave. You know what I mean? That even would have sounded better. But Brand the Broken. So the person who made the most money out of Game of Thrones it was Jon Snow making five hundred million dollars from yeah. that show. Uh huh. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Um. But moving on from Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm only bringing this back into- up because I really wanted. I really want to see this. I don't have Apple, uh, but I might actually like get a subscription uh, just to watch this show and then like trash the Apple subscription. But um, yeah. Cherry, we talked about it like at least a couple of weeks ago with Tom Holland. Um, they they released like a minute and a half like clip like and they actually extended like a um, a longer like two minute clip as well. But um. Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo, uh, like the directors from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you know, the Endgame directors. Endgame directors, Captain America Civil War direct, Captain America, the series directors, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 21 Bridges, you know, Spider-Man, blah, 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 blah. They create, they, yeah. So, go on about Cherry. Yeah. Uh, Cherry, you know, um. Tom Holland's going to play a young man who joins the army and returns to, uh, from war with PTSD. He succumbs to heavy drug use and turns to bank robbery to fuel his opioid addiction. Um, the clip is presumably, uh, the clip that we're including, uh, is presumably from the start of the movie and shows Cherry signing up for the army to get over heartbreak and give himself a sense of purpose. So, like, this is going to be a really gritty, really dark fucking performance by Tom Holland, and it's going to be fucking excellent. If you watch him in The Devil all the time, like, get ready for, like, another ramp up, because this might be, like, 
according to uh, Joe Russo, an Oscar-worthy performance. He said, you? "I think he he said I think he's an ex- exceptional in the movie. I think it's an Oscar-worthy performance out of him. He is shredding himself physically and emotionally. This is a movie that spans decades, and he is playing a very complicated individual who is a drug addict and suffering p- from PTSD, and as a bank robber in a and in a failing relationship, it's a very complicated role." It is because we've seen like the different versions of his character that they showed off before they showed the teaser trailer. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like I, like I think I just posted a about like the teaser trailer, like like not not the trailer, the teaser poster. <laughs> I think that yeah. that that's what it was uh, that I was talking about last. But it gives like a little bit more insight. So it's gonna hit theaters on February twenty sixth, and I really am going to go out of my way to go watch this. Uh, and Don't it, it and it will be available on Apple TV Plus from March twelfth on. Yes. So all right, cool. I mean that that is cool. I mean I'll watch it whenever I get the time. Uh, maybe go to theaters once again after like a year of not going to them. So we'll see. Yeah, last time um, I went to the theaters, I went with Brian and my sister, and it, we were the only three in the theater. In the entire Dang. theater, and we were all the way in the back row, for whatever fucking reason. Dang. Yeah, and uh, yeah. literally, what did we go see? Uh, no, that was before. No. Yes, we went and okay. saw that, but no. Uh, the Heartbreak Gallery or something like that. Never heard of it. Uh, it's okay, but. I think it was called Oh, the Broken Hearts Gallery, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. That that came out uh September 11, 2020. I think I went and saw it like a week or two after that. Uh that was the last okay. time that I went and saw it. It has Dacre Montgomery who played uh uh Billy in Stranger Things. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it had uh uh Geraldine uh this one not I I don't even know how to say her fucking last name, but uh she's less of a popular person yeah yeah so but yeah that's cool um i'll watch cherry when it comes out um uh we just gotta put the good word out bro (laughs) yeah yeah but moving on from in theater stuff to streaming services hulu has made an announcement about reducing price planning for college students yeah so just in time for the first semester of 2021, Hulu has announced it's launching a discounted streaming deal for students. And this is a really fucking good deal. Um, as a part of a student-friendly plan, Hulu is offering U.S. college students unlimited actions, access to platform's ad-supported plan for a reduced price of $2.99 a month. $1.99. Eligible, $1.99 a month, sorry. $2, pretty much. Eligible students who are over the age of 18 can sign up right now for the deal, which gives access to Hulu's full streaming library of movies and television shows at a 65% discounted rate. Enrollment in the plan remains valid as long as the subscriber's student status remains verified. Um, yeah, so, so pretty much you have, yeah, to, you have to come from an accredited college. I already looked this up because this popped up on my Facebook, actually, and I was just like, oh, shit. But I, I, don't, yeah. watch, I don't watch stuff with ads. <laughs> I refuse. I pay extra. I don't even care. Uh, I just refuse to watch yeah. ads. But if you're, like, down with ads and just want to only pay $2, then hell yeah. 
yeah, if you're if you have tight money issues and you still want to have a streaming service, and this is pretty, this is a pretty good deal. Um, pretty good. This is a fucking that, amazing deal for somebody who you know has no streaming services. I know exactly, and it's so just like, a poor and, college. And Hulu student. has a Hulu has a decent amount of stuff. I wouldn't say they have fan, like amazing, fantastic shit, but they have a decent amount of stuff. I mean, they have some. Uh, blockbuster movies that actually came out not too long ago, but then they have their own stuff. And yeah, no, no, no. I've watched a bunch of cool stuff on Hulu. Uh, actually, on Hulu, I just watched a show uh, uh, with fucking Kate Mara. You know the girl who played the Invisible yeah, Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kate teacher. Mara. Yeah, you told me. About yeah, that. Kate Mara and fucking Nick Robinson from Love Simon. Like literally. Oh my god! Like that show was just raunchy as hell. I was just like Jesus. Me and Brian watched Isn't it in it- one sitting. Each episode's it's about only, a teacher sex with her student, isn't it? Yeah, each episode's only like twenty six to thirty minutes long, and uh, it's available on Hulu. And there's ten episodes in the first season. I don't know if they're gonna make another season. I don't think that they are, because at the end, like they cut to ten years down the line. Not gonna give out any spoilers, you know what uh... I mean? But they cut to like ten years down the line in the last episode, and I was like, okay, I guess this is like a one off show, you know what I mean? But yeah. it was actually a pretty decent show, and I didn't dislike it. Yeah, but uh, for the t- the TV content that comes with uh, Hulu, uh, they have a list. I'm not uh, uh, the bat. Keeping up with the Kardashians. I don't know why that's on here. The Bachelor. Okay, Brooklyn Nine Nine is a good show. Uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Family Guy. They have their original shows like Pen. <laughs> Subscribe for two dollars uh, just to watch. It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. All right. Like... I know all fifteen seasons. <laughs> yeah, or fourteen seasons. I think like that. Such a good show. Recommend it highly. Uh, Little Fires and Rami. Also, Rami is a really, and they spelled it wrong on here, but that's also a really good show. Rami. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think it's R M R A M I. I'm pretty sure. Um, but I might be wrong. I, I'm pretty. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I am wrong. Cool. All right. Uh, let's move on from Hulu. Yeah. yeah. To... Oh, if you guys are interested and you're uh, a college student, go to Hulu.com/student. And see if you yes, qualify. do that. Yes, you should do that and see if you qualify, uh, which more than likely you will if you set it up right. Um, so, yeah, uh, moving on to another streaming service, HBO Max. Our favorite. Uh-huh. Is, uh doing um, Warner Bros. has started to do uh, crafting new talent deals to compensate for the HBO Max release plan. So not too long ago, HBO Max Warner Bros. decided to uh release some uh all 17 of their theatrically released movies for 2021 available for a one month exclusive window on hbo max starting with wonder woman 1984 yeah Um, uh you know the deals will be based on hbo max uh streaming fees and as stated by bloomberg will guarantee payment regardless of box office sales and to increase the odds of performance-based bonuses so if the movie does better you get more pay it makes sense It just makes sense. And so uh, it does. No, continue. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. I uh, wasn't sure but, if you were gonna continue or not. Like, yeah. Uh, great, I forgot. So when uh, this this uh, thing about HBO releasing these movies came to light, a lot of people were mad. Filmmakers, producers, actors, pr- uh, productions, not consumers, a lot because because Con- consumers yeah. outweigh everybody by you know a million know. to one. This was. This was a for the consumer uh, 
deal. This was a for consumer uh, decision that they made. They want to release movies because of the COVID, and you can't go to theaters because not all of them are open, and that you have to like keep a certain amount of people out uh, in the theaters and out of the theaters, and it's just an issue and all that stuff. But this is just to make it easier because of, like I said, COVID. You can watch them from home, um, and the and comfort and all that stuff. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, per the Bloomberg piece, uh, anyone entitled to a bonus would receive one, uh, one at half the box office revenue that would normally be needed to trigger a payout. If you understand what I mean. So, like, they only yeah. have to make half of the amount that they would make in a box office to receive more money. Uh, and if more theaters close down, the threshold will fall further. A stipulation called the COVID nineteen multiplier. So, uh, if Warner Ooh, Brothers is set, yeah, if uh, Warner Brothers is setting the standard, you know what I mean. This might, like, them releasing this detail might encourage other movie studios to release through streaming platforms. You know what I mean? Uh, or actors and directors and filmmakers might request that the movie be released through there, so that more people can watch it and they have a better chance of making more money. Yeah. So that sounds like a win-win for both sides with this deal. Uh, those who would normally participate in profits from box office receipts will continue to do so, as well as benefit from on-demand and online sales. Cast crew and profit participants will get paid out of from the fee that HBO Max will pay Warner Brothers for a particular movie, or the 31-day window. So, yeah, the movies stay hot for the 31 days, and then they go into the theaters. Yeah. Essentially. Which is... Which is pretty, it's a pretty good deal. I mean, it gives people a month of access to the movie and watch it as many times as you want. Yeah, you have less than two weeks left to watch Wonder Woman if you're going to watch it on HBO Max. Yeah. It it Um, leaves in 12 days. Yeah, but uh, I know still some directors are not happy about the deal, such as Christopher Nolan being one, and uh, now M. Night Shyamalan not being a fan of the deal. Shyamalan ding dong. Yeah, but uh, we'll see as time goes on how uh, this will play out. So, Right. Yep. Well, um, on that note, I think we're going to take a break in order to further, you know, promote advertisement on this channel. We will see you right in a second because that yes. makes sense. Back, back with gaming news. Back with gaming news. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back, guys. Hola. It's only been a second for you, but it's also only been a second for us because we filmed back to back today. <laughs> yes. 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 Yes, we did. So, uh, moving, sliding right back into the gaming news. Um, Nintendo is collabing with Starlight to roll out hospital-safe consoles across America. Um, you may have thought the Nintendo Switch was the ultimate portable console, uh, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, Nintendo Starlight Gaming Station, uh, which is not a new console per se, but a special version of the Switch designed for hospitals and healthcare centers. So essentially, they're they're making a gaming station on wheels. It includes the the gaming system and like a, um, a monitor, and they roll it in. Has twenty five games preloaded onto it. Uh, the hospital received the console, which comes in four designs: uh, Mario, Princess Peach, Yoshi, and Donkey Kong. So, like, K- 
cancer ward kids, you know, they're finally going to have to have like games to play. You know what I mean? Uh, the 25 games preloaded onto the gaming station includes uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Maker 2, uh, Super Mario Party, Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, uh, Super Mario Odyssey, Stardew Valley, Cuphead, and Minecraft. So cool. that's a shit ton of just big titles right there. You know what I mean? That they have. Uh, oh yeah, and it's, it's a very it's a wide it's a pretty wide variety. Uh, as Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild is an open world game. Uh, Mario Maker is like the level running video game. Mario Parties for the people who want to play together. Pikachu is uh, grinding. Stardew Valley's farming. Cuphead's hard uh, hard mode, and Minecraft is like creative creativity. Yeah, so, and uh, all of the yeah. stuff is gonna it it's like sanitizable, so it's like waterproof. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they can they can really like play with these games and not have to worry about germs and stuff like that being spread from one kid to the next on who depending on who's playing the game for how long of amount of time they can rent the game station or not rent it. You know what I mean? But like sign up to use it because there's more than four kids on a cancer ward. You know what I mean? There's only yeah. four styles that's coming in. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking at the, the, there's a picture that shows what the game station will look like. It actually looks pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at the picture as well. Uh, Starlet themselves put out a, uh, put out a tweet and they said, uh, better than anybody ever could, you know, gaming delivers ha happiness to kids stuck in a hospital by providing entertainment and much needed distraction from stressful situations. It can even provide emotional support, redu reduce, uh, or resulting in reduced anxiety and improved mood. So such with, yeah, such with Nintendo's family friendly games that definitely, like, yeah, that that's like a, a, push. a killer combo. You know what I mean? I know. Like, I don't even think and that they were really doing this for like gain. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Nintendo has been has been in hot water last year. They did a bunch of shitty and scummy things last year, and it looks like they're trying to pull themselves out of that that rut that they've been in. So, uh, it's a good thing to see that they're actually trying to ch make a change in at least the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do something nice for once, you know. Yeah. <laughs> do something nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking, speaking of speaking doing, of yeah, yeah. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of doing something nice, uh, the fans of Ghost of Tsushima crowdfunded repairs to a real life shrine, but they only they set the goal at forty seven thousand five hundred uh, five hundred dollars, and they got two hundred sixty thousand dollars worth of donations, which is That's absolutely amazing. incredible. That that is like the heart of gamers coming together. You understand what I mean? To really do something that's really right and it, and it makes my heart feel so good for being part of th these are the things that make me proud of the gaming community um yeah yeah uh, ghost of tsushima is known for its picturesque landscapes but now the community is pitched uh to make it pitched in to make it more picturesque um a shrine on the actual island of tsushima was damaged during a recent typhoon and uh, a priest at the shrine, Yuichi Hiriyama, uh, noted the involvement of the game community in a thank you note on the crowdfunding page. The shrine plans to engrave the names of supporters on a stone monument. Uh, we have had a great deal of support from the players of Ghost of Tsushima, game set in Tsushima, and I feel that it is God's guidance, Hiriyama wrote. I am very grateful for the support of so many people during a cramped life due to the coronavirus and the challenging economic situation. So they raised, they raised, you know, 
what four times their amount <laughs> essentially yeah. they raised four times than what they needed you know that that can that's so beneficial because they can now fix other things that were damaged during the typhoon that is true I like because they crazy. only need they only needed forty seven thousand five hundred dollars uh to uh-huh. repair the entire shrine now they can go and repair other shrines or build new ones it, you know what i mean it's pretty crazy to think that like gamers because when you really think like of people that would help out like uh try to reconstruct a, a shrine and stuff like that you would think of environmentalists or, or somebody in that field uh you never really think of gamers really coming together to help out uh people of a like an, a landmark uh pretty much um yeah so yeah yeah it's uh, pretty pretty cool in-game things are uh, rippling over into real-life things, and I love it. Yeah. I would like to see more of that. Yeah, me too. Like, uh... Well, 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 hold on. Hold on. I would like to see more of the good things from video games rippling in. Not of Not any the of cancerous the... things, like... <laughs> like, uh... Call of Duty communities. And, uh, <laughs> an apocalypse, and demons. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Monsters coming out of another dimensions and tearing people apart yet yeah, not yeah but uh while we're still in japan though uh ghostwire tokyo uh, and stray are releasing for the ps5 this october uh cool. recently in the playstation showcase when they released the console um like the official trailers for the console um they they had just given outlines with trailers uh, for these games, you know what I mean? They just played, like, the two-minute trailer for each one, and they're all, like, coming soon to PlayStation 5. But they have narrowed down uh, the the month, essentially. So uh, Ghostwire Tokyo and Stray are releasing for PS5. Ghostwire Tokyo is the next project from Tango Gameworks, the studio founded by Resident Evil creator Shinji Mikami. Uh, we've, heard a little about, we've heard little about the game uh, since last summer, when Kenji Kimura spoke of how the title will take advantage of the PS5's DualSense controller and other hardware features. Cool. Um, it said, you need to buy it directly because it's very difficult to explain both verbally and in text, but the DualSense haptics and adaptive triggers felt so good that it made us, uh, the developers, say whoa, because they allowed for us to feel and experience various actions and attacks like never before. I'm excited about these controllers, honestly. I haven't got my hands on a yeah. PS5, but I'm not just going to go buy a controller for no reason, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Stray, meanwhile, is about a stray cat living in a post-human uh, cyber city. Little else has been revealed about the game so far, but it's being developed by Blue Twelve Studio and published by Annapurna Interactive. I saw like the teaser trailer for it. It looks cool. I mean, for I, Stray, I, I think it's I think it's like a it it might be a multi like a multi-party like game. You, you understand so? what I'm saying? Like a back and forth puzzle. If you understand okay. what I'm saying, I feel like it's cats helping each other out to get things. That's, I mean, that's cool. I would love, I would, I would love to play as a cat in a video game. I think it would be awesome. I know. And if you aren't allowed to knock things off tables, I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. But, uh, more on video games. Uh, next, next story here. We're moving moving on from Tokyo to, uh, Valhalla. Yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is bringing back a fan requested feature, which is awesome. Um, This fan requested feature has got me excited, dude. Yeah, I know. Me too. Uh, there's 
a bit to love about Ubisoft's new entry uh, and its Assassin's Creed franchise, Valhalla, but there's one feature in particular from Assassin's Creed Odyssey that many are lamenting the removal of. That would uh, be the ability to equip a piece of gear for a boost in stats while also interchanging the visual style of it with any piece of armor you've already unlocked. The visual customization feature was a love feature in Odyssey, but thus far hasn't hasn't been implemented into Valhalla. The good news is, though, uh, that thanks to an exchange with Ubisoft support, we did recently get confirmation it is coming to the game. Yay! Yeah, so uh, you'll you'll be able to equip stronger pieces of armor, but you can make them look the same. Good. Good. Yeah. Thank so you. you aren't so you aren't wearing odd pieces of armor together. Like I, that that's the that was one of the my favorite things about Odyssey is that you would be able to equip armor that works together has the best stats and whatnot or armor sets total but you can make it look however the hell you wanted and it was it was amazing so and I was sad to see that Valhalla didn't have that feature in it. um but I'm glad that it's actually coming to the game I haven't played Valhalla in a while because I picked up i got cyberpunk for christmas and i know the game is a buggy mess but i still play it and I i've been reading definitely enjoy it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i got i, I, I got hooked it. on the the book yeah yeah it's, uh cyberpunk is an, is an entire like series it's not just 77 the, the game was started back in like the 19 or like late 1980s or 1990s i think with uh it's like a tabletop game, idea yeah yeah, tabletop Cyberpunk 2020. So I feel like it's funny that the game, the first game was set in 2020 and then Cyberpunk 2077 came out in 2020. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, while well, we're here um, talking about Cyberpunk 2077, uh, the developers may be in even more trouble, according to a new report. So you guys well, have been here, here in our news about, you know, uh, all these refunds and like all these stores not being happy with their it hasn't policies been a good, and good time. It's for, been a real bad Steve. time for cyberpunk and they should have waited another six months. They really should have Yeah, like they yeah. fucked it up for themselves and like they might yeah, even cost themselves money at this point. Uh, according to a new report from Polish publication benchmark, Poland's own office of competition and consumer protection abbreviated UO. I'm just going to say UO kick. Mm like it's no, it's U O K I K because maybe it's spelled differently in Poland. Oh, okay. Yeah, you might be right. I Yeah. Hmm, okay. Ab- just keep abbreviated U O K I K. So, I'm just going to say U O K to make this shorter. But um yeah. You, it is now taking an interest in C- CD Projekt Red and is monitoring the situation with Cyberpunk 2077 quite a bit. As the entity name suggests, UOKIK uh, serves the general public in Poland to ensure that consumer interests are being looked after. While no action has been taken by the UOKIK just yet, they might do so in the future. For now, the Bureau is just making sure that CD Projekt Red follows through on the promises it, it has made in relation to the future of Cyberpunk 2077. In recent weeks, the yeah. studio studio said that it would be adding new updates to the game over the next two months to improve the console iterations of the game. If this doesn't happen as intended, though, UOKIK will uh, or could move to find CD Projekt Red. Uh, and it's important to note that no fines have been handed out just yet by the UOKIK, uh, I, and there's a chance that they never will. 
that that said, if the office deems that CD Projekt Red was unfair to consumers in some manner and that the promised corrections aren't enough to satisfy customer complaints, it could fine the studio by a max of 10% of its annual income. So they just Paramount. chop out 10% of their of their income and they're just like, no, no. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair the, amount. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure that that money would go back to the consumers. Like, so the people who bought the Um, game and had a receipt or like, like you'd probably get like a credit in your account or something like that. You know what I mean? If you have the game, like, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the consumers would get the money back. So, yeah, but that is not the only news about of cyberpunk that we have. I know they have been in hot water and they're under investigation and that's just because of the management team pushing the the, the, they spent, okay, in my opinion, they spent a lot of money on advertisement and marketing than I feel like they spent, they should have spent on the more game? time on development. And stuff. On the, yeah, buying more developers to, you know, help? Yeah, I know. A drowning ship. And now they're trying to fix it, and, and I like the game. In my opinion, the game has, a, a, in my opinion, the game has a 7 out of 10 on my, on my rating. The reason why is because the story and the and the gameplay isn't is not bad and I enjoy it and I feel a real connection to the characters in the game and it feels like they're actually alive, but the bugs really bring the rating down, uh, and so with that Cyberpunk uh, CD Projekt Red apologizes for Cyberpunk 2077 again. But they're working on new updates, and they have officially a new update roadmap, uh, which unfortunately pushes back DLC for fixes. Uh, and so, this might tie in with the last article. Uh, yeah, topic yeah, that we like had. it. Like if they don't like start fixing the older consoles soon, instead of just like fucking patching fucking issues with like the normal consoles, not the out of date ones. You know what I mean? They're going to get yeah. fined ten percent of their income. It's oh it, yeah, no. So this so from this article, it's a CG project co-founder Marcin Iwinski shared. Uh, has shared a new video acknowledging that the studio under underestimated the task of bringing Cyberpunk 2077 to previous gen consoles and promising yeah, underestimated work is on a the game understatement. Well, they, it quote unquote underestimated the task. And yeah. literally they underestimated the task. Um promising that work on the game will continue. The update also addresses questions about why console review codes were distributed later than PC and reveals a new DLC roadmap that, among other things, pushes the planned next-gen console update to hopefully sometime in the second half of 2021. So they're not working on the next-gen updates. They're working on the past-gen updates, which I'm actually... That's that's a good sign. The initial plan, and once he explains in the video, was to make the game look epic on PCs, then adapt it to consoles afterward. Despite the age of the PS4 and the Xbox one consoles the job quote-unquote did not look super difficult at first he says yeah i know we knew the hardware gap yes but ultimately i think that time has proven that we've underestimated the task yeah yeah so they went on record saying that they fucked up they they literally they're like i like that they're acknowledging that they fucked up bad not a yeah, lot of yeah, studios like, do that. He, they literally just went on record, essentially, and said, we underestimated the task. Which means, in nicest language possible, that they fucked up. They did. And if you really look into it, they pushed their developers to work 100-hour weeks. 
They uh, they pushed marketing and advertisement on things that didn't really get implemented into the game at all, or just cut content. What um, they, you you underestimated? Yeah. Like it's just <laughs> it's unbelievable. It, it 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 really shows like I. <sighs> If management really took the time and looked into like what needs to be updated, dude, and this what last needs to be fixed, and oh they God. shouldn't have released it. For this next quote, gen this la- this last quote in this paragraph, like, as we got closer to launch, we saw significant improvements each and every day. We really believed we delivered the final uh, day zero update. <laughs> yeah, they really believed it. Yeah, they believed so hard it didn't happen. <laughs> now. This is not coming from developers. This is coming from the management team. I yeah. know the developers are under fire, but you can't really blame the developers. I'm not upset with the developers. Manage. I'm upset with this fucking dumbass who pushed his fucking developers almost to the fucking brink of quitting. You know what I mean? Like, I know. And uh, working 100-hour fucking weeks and just not getting it's, paid it's, enough for it. And then the game fucking flopping on them, which fucking bit them in the ass on both ends. The developers feel bad. The fucking management team, like, they knew, know that they fucked up. And now the entire fucking world, the entire gaming community knows that they fucked up cd project red just said i fucked up like it's it's another no man's sky situation that movie that that movie that game's not going to be stable for the next two years yeah um the difference between pc and console reviews is stark the pc version has an 86 out of 100 uh uh uh, score on Metacritic compared to the 56 for PS4 uh, and X61 for Xbox One. Yeah, they dis- the they distributed that, yeah. the review codes later uh, on fucking consoles than they did on PC to make their game look better. Yes, they did. That's exactly uh, what this whole that, fucking thing is just saying. Like, yeah, that's just so crazy and to me. It's they really didn't they really messed up and I'm hoping that they really learn and they work to fix the game and it does look if like it's with even the roadmap that they have re- they have fixable listed. at this point because in two years the the game's not going to be brand new anymore there's going to be fucking walkthroughs I, for it everybody's going to have fucking seen it through their favorite fucking YouTuber what's the point of playing the game well because they're also going to release the new the two new expansions that will come out i don't know when in 2022 be, or 2023 is what i'm saying i i don't think they're going to come out in 2023 more than likely they're going to come out in 2022 and yeah but that's still two that like these, like almost two full fucking years from now like that's just that's that's crazy to me like normal games have fucking uh dlc updates after 6 months if that like and now they have to not fix their the, they have to not, fix their old console stuff and then they're gonna go back and patch the new console stuff and then they're gonna work on the DLC. Like they're like, oh yeah, that's a fancy way of p- saying they put up a roadmap, quote unquote. Like and it's really just, oh uh yeah, we should have released the game a year from now uh so that you could have your uh, DLC in six months like a normal fucking game. Yes, but still, games do this all the time. Games do this all the time. They come out not complete, and you you're gonna people will have to understand that that's not probably never going to change. Games there are gonna be games that are come out that are gonna be overhyped that are not this incomplete. Like you understand what I'm saying? Destiny like was a full game. You know what I mean? Completely different game than it what it originally started out as at this point, but it was a complete game when it released. It wasn't broken. You know what I mean? Yeah. People people could not play it. 
Yeah. The only so, people who can play um, this game like without any sort of crashes or glitches are people with high-end PCs. Still, I play it and I still have fun with it. Um, so Cyberpunk twenty seven seven roadmap has fought hot fixes that are going to be happening through twenty twenty one. Um, and then they're going to release the free DLCs and the next-gen updates on 2022 and what it looks like and multiple updates and improvements. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I'll uh, get this game in a, in a year and a half when um, the game is half price. <laughs> you should also... Uh, then they're also... Like I said, the game isn't bad story-wise. It's actually fantastic. I didn't story say the game was they... bad story-wise. I'm saying the game is not functionable. The game doesn't fucking work. Like <laughs> oh, it works. It works. It works. It just it doesn't work the best. It tell that to the PlayStation can. Store. What? T I said tell that to the PlayStation Store. They took it off. You can't. So fucking, Sony can't fucking... took it off because they they decided okay this game is not working so let's take it off so nobody else can buy it. And so have the so issue. so the, that's what they the do. main part that you just said right there was not working. <laughs> The game isn't finished. The game isn't done. I'm mad at this game. Like, it, it has been so overhyped, like, and then it turns out to be actual shite. They should have waited an actual I, a, an actual nether year. Like, I don't care how many fucking times that they push the game forward as long as they finish the fucking game. Like, <laughs> how are you gonna how are you gonna send out a broken game? Like that's I still just enjoy unbelievable. It. That's all I can say. If if you if you can still enjoy a game even with the issues with it then that's fine i mean that's just my opinion on video games if you can still have fun with it even if it has bugs issues glitches whatever then that's fine have fun with it yeah yeah it, that that's if the game is playable you know what i mean it is playable to me it's playable that's what for I'm for you it's playable for you know millions of other people it's not playable depends depends on how their system runs it yeah. But moving on to another game that has been have, has issues in the past is now doing better. Uh and not everybody likes to listen to hear about it. I don't care. Uh Fallout 76 has a quote unquote militia uh on Facebook and has been banned for a second time. A militia. Yes, a militia. So Sounds a lot game, like January sixth in the Capitol. But continue. <laughs> in 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 the game of Fallout seventy six, there's an actual uh, group called the Free States Militia, um, and this is just a group uh, that like it's just about uh, freedom of the states and all that stuff. It's ba it's basically we want our rights. Uh, just give it to us. That's the entire idea of the of the group. Now, the Free States Militia might be able to handle anything the post-apocalyptic West Virginia wasteland can throw at them, but the Fallout 76 role players have once again taken a heavy blow from the greatest foe, Facebook. Uh, <clears throat> styling themselves after the in-game Free States faction, the F. SM has been booted from the social media platform once before. The group was accidentally included in the purge of violent militia groups from Facebook last October, and on January 9th was banned once again. Uh, they haven't. The group hasn't heard anything from Facebook regarding the latest ban, though its members, except it's almost certainly linked between last week's violent storm in the U.S. Capitol. Yeah, that's exactly um, what it is. Yeah. They they completely took anything off that is anti-government. So. Yeah, if it's, if it's anti-government, it's getting deleted. 
it, it was in the and the thing is with this is that uh the person who ran ran this group uh literally went on and talked about it on their uh uh twitter uh bobby uh, the person Bo uh, bobby stresses the group's content was 90 percent lore with events and photos filling out the rest so pretty much what they released on facebook wasn't anything about our actual government it was about like stuff in game um so it had and it's in pretty pretty sure it was because the word militia was in it it got zucked it was bro like that that's yeah. about it like that should that, that yeah. should be the title of a, a fallout 76 uh uh freaking meme group got zucked like that's yes like they did. they did uh and it sucks i mean it to me the 76 community is actually one of the nicest communities i've ever been a part of um and it really does show well it like it's just sad to see like stuff of uh the community being taken down or whatnot um pretty sure they're probably going to figure out a new place that they can uh make their group but uh we'll see in the future so yeah uh just a small thing about 76 um but moving on to some big news uh some pretty big news from ea ah uh, yes ea yes ea ea electronic arts not our favorite studio because yeah. they're money grabbing uh but they're, they they're are, micro they transaction whores yes but they own star wars the games and stuff whores. and uh e ea is still making star wars games with the numbers of projects ahead so lucasfilm games which when disney bought lucasfilms they disbanded lucasfilm games and canceled a shit ton of projects not too long ago, Lucasfilm's game brand has officially been resurrected and has become the official identity of all gaming titles under Lucasfilm, which left us with, left with some questions, not least among them being what it meant for Disney's exclusive Star Wars deals with EA. Um, that's not due to expire till 2023, but there was no overlooking the absence of any mention of EA in the announcement. The question of EA's Star Wars situation was clarified somewhat today, ironically, in the news that Ubisoft is working on an open-world Star Wars game. And that was also another thing that I put in the article. Uh, Ubisoft is working on an open-world Star Wars game. Interesting. Yeah. Or open-worlds, uh, question mark? Op or open... open that, that, that's what I would like to see. If it's open-worlds, that would be even cooler. Like um, in a Destiny way? Not, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Ubisoft you is know what developing I mean? an open like, world Star Wars game. That'd be awesome. Yeah, wired to the scoop. Uh, a few details. The game is being worked on by Massive Entertainment, the develop developer most recently of the division in its sequel, and its creator director is Julian uh, Garrity, the director of Division Two and the crew. Development is early is in its early days, and the game will use massive snowdrop engine. Um. A lot of people say, like, there's a few speculations that this could be a big multiplayer game, but there's also speculation that this could just be a standalone. I know one open world, semi open world game that came out that Star Wars would be Fallen Order, and I highly recommend it because in that game you do go back and forth between planets and stuff. But I wouldn't say it's open world, I would say it's more like dungeon crawling. There's like spots in, on each planet that you can uh, play around in but it's not like a big open world. Right. So 
Yeah, but we'll see about that. I don't know. I mean, like, that's not the only news, though. I know. Uh, Speaking, while we're here in Lucasfilms, you know, uh, Lucasfilms is combining with Bethesda, and they're creating an Indiana Jones game, dude. Like, What the fuck? I know. I, I, I literally looked at it, and I was like, oh, Microsoft is making Uncharted. (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing that i said i was like okay yeah sure why not you know like as long as it's a good game like i'm all for it you know what i mean so uh bethesda tweeted to say a new indiana jones jones game with an original story is in development from our studio at machine games and will be uh, executive produced by Todd Howard in collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. It'll be some time oh, before we have more to reveal, uh, but we're excited to share today's news. Uh, oh, Todd. Yeah, oh, Todd, Todd Howard, our God, Todd. No. Yeah, uh, but, a StarWars.com um, post explains that the teaser uh, that they included may hold some clues, but does explain that the game will be set at the height of the career of the famed adventurer. That's so. cool. But by the by the way, Machine Games made Wolfenstein, The New Order, and Wolfenstein, The New Colossus. I know Wolfenstein, The New Order uh, was semi-successful, but I know Wolfenstein, The New Colossus was very successful. So I have at least uh, a, a fair amount of hope for this game. Yeah, um, uh, aside from the com- company logos, the game will seemingly revolve in part around Vatican City with a plane ticket to Rome dated for October uh, 1937. Uh, as IGN's Jordan Ullman po- points out, a map including the Sistine Chapel uh, spread out on the desk. No release date, genre, or platforms have been given at time of writing, but one thing is clear. Machine Games will have plenty of ideas for how Indy uh, can dispatch Nazis. Yeah! So, yeah. there's going to be lots of Nazis. <laughs> yes. yes. I I mean, this is this is cool. I never played the Uncharted series because I grew up on Xbox, but I do know about the Uncharted series and how it plays, and I watched gameplay of it, and I really would love to play it at some point. Uncharted but, is uh, literally Indiana Jones. It, it, it pretty much is. Mixed in does with Assassin's Nathan, Creed. Does Nathan Drake have a whip, though? I mean... Does he have a whip? I think he has a whip, yeah. Like, the entire game? Not the entire each one of the games you know what i mean like he's different ages in some of the games yes but indiana jones signature thing is that he has his his whip that does everything for him uh Um, nathan drake doesn't need a whip because he can climb mountains like a fucking assassin (laughs) like and indiana jones can jump out of a plane in a inflatable boat and land on land and survive no, exactly. So, that's that's the same luck that Nathan Drake has. He can he could swim away from an exploding pirate ship and live. You know what I mean? Do like, you think Nathan Drake was based on Indiana Jones? Oh, I guarantee you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but the game uh, mechanics in that game are very similar to Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So uh, With guns. we'll see how this goes. <laughs> I don't know. It could be a a, a first person Indiana Jones game. Um, Probably. Let's be see. honest here. Like it's definitely going to be a first person, uh, uh, single player game, story driven. Yeah, definitely. But uh, that's not the only thing. Uh, Indiana Jones is getting a new movie in 2022, apparently, uh, which will include conclude the character story. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford yeah, in a wheelchair. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god! 
All right. Well, I, I think, think that wraps it up. Our- yeah, yeah. That was the last of our stuff. Like a lot of it was really hooked together there at the end with Bethesda, Lucasfilms, Machine Games. You know what I mean? It all yeah. just kind of smooshed together. But all right. Yeah. But we have actually recently changed our uh, our uh, upload schedule, so you're going to receive our uh, regular Wednesday podcast. But we have so much content for you guys that we're going to release on Saturdays too. And if it doesn't come on Saturday, then definitely Sunday. And if we have extra stuff, then we will put it on Sunday as well. Yeah, so, yeah, like even yeah. more extra stuff. Like, so we've got this new uh, sec- segment coming up called uh, Trash Talk. If you guys haven't followed us on uh, Facebook, make sure that you follow us on Facebook at the Spitting Nonsense Podcast or on Discord at the Spitting Nonsense Podcast. Um, so that you guys can interact with us and uh, be able to see these updates before our weekly podcast. You know? Yep. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to make sure that you guys knew about that, you know, and uh, that you guys are inhaling all this good content, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> Kirby style. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Anything, any, any closing arguments or statements, uh, Zach? I wouldn't say it's an argument, but it is a fact. Did you know chimps, if they get hungry enough, they will eat their own babies? Yes. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. It's horrifying. Yeah. Did you know that uh, chimps, when mad enough, rip off other chimps' faces? Yeah, I knew that too. Did yeah. you know, like, uh, they throw shit as a sign of aggression? Um, yeah, I've seen gorillas do that at the zoo. It was quite terrifying. <laughs> the amount of force behind the throw. Yeah, yeah. There used to be an open enclosure at the St. Louis uh, uh, Zoo, uh, and you no. could throw. It has nothing to do with monkeys. It has to do with oh, bears. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, even worse. So you could you could throw like this ball back and forth uh, with a polar bear. And, um, funny, funny story is that my mom is one of the people, uh, who got that, uh, enclosure closed up because, uh, a polar bear threw a ball at her head and knocked her out. What? Are you serious? I'm dead ass serious right now. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some crazy shit has happened to my mom. And one of those things is being knocked out by a polar bear. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Right, so uh, today, today's today's ending segment. Uh, uh, don't play ball with polar bears. Yeah, they'll knock you out. They'll knock you out. They'll knock. They'll knock you out cold. Yeah, cold. Yeah. <laughs> All polar right. bears. <laughs> I'm so done with you. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Until right. next time. Uh, talk to you guys Saturday, and then Wednesday yeah. again. Yeah. All right. See you later. See you guys. <laughs>